When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. We are. We're talking real money. Serious money. We don't. We are so serious about money. We can't even smile. We're just serious. We are. Did so you say serious, serious money? Serious money. We are serious, serious about real money. money. Okay. Really okay. serious about money. Yes, we are. And that's why we talk about it all the time. Or at least a couple hours on Saturdays on Como, which turned into a podcast. And you get to talk with us about it at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. If you've never called the show before, any question that's financially related, yeah, Don mentioned food last hour. We're not going to get into food. I, really? I'm a great consumer of it, but I don't think I'm that great of a really Epicurean to get into it. Yeah, so, you didn't no. know what a plantain was. That's true. No, I was not. That did not... That does not bode well for my well, but culinary expertise. You're such a Northwesterner. You know, it's like plant, I can cook a plant, salmon. Plantains don't grow salmon in Seattle. With the best of them. No, that's true. All I right, cook a salmon with the best of them. I have a question for all of you at home. You already know oh, the no. answer, so this isn't for you. Oh, okay. All right, good. Thank so you. So, all of you, all of you, wonderful American investors out there, you have two choices. You have the American stock market. You got our good old fashioned one hundred percent American stock market, or you have them darn foreign stocks. All right, I think somebody did refer to them earlier. It's foreign, 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 foreign stocks. Stock. You got yes, them foreign stocks in the good old oh. USA. Now, which which one of them groups of stocks do you think ha- outperform the other over time? How who 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 wins most of the time? Who is the big winner of the stock markets? U.S. or foreign? Well, I'm an American, so I'll go with America. Yeah, that's what most Americans will do because because most Americans invest heavily in America. Do you know, this is according to Vanguard, that 81% of our equity portfolios in the United States, 81% invested in American stocks, American. I I think it was used to be like eighty five percent. By oh. the way, we're not alone with that. Uh, with home bias, you go to Germany; it's somewhere in the eighties. Japan, I think somewhere around ninety. Yeah. People have a tendency to believe in the place they live. I get that. They they live in the best place. But here's the reality: U.S. stocks and international stocks, which is the more polite way to refer to them. Thank you. You're welcome. It's more politically correct. The the, the they they split almost evenly. In terms of the, when they have a good year, half oh, the time, so half the time, the U.S. The other. half the time the U.S. beats international, ah. and half of the time international beats U.S. Fifty-fifty. That's one reason to put half your money in international, half in the U.S. You know the other reason? Why? What? Because about half of the value of stocks is in the United States. About half is outside. Exactly. Why do we buy U.S. stocks? Because we hear this all the time. Well, you know, I buy them because I I know them. 
No, you don't. Mm, Do you? No. You own. Let's say you own a portfolio, the entire U.S. stock index portfolio, which we know has about eighty nine hundred stocks in it. Can you name all eighty nine hundred stock? Can you even name all eighty nine hundred stocks in the portfolio? Much less tell me what most of them do. Don't forget to add Airbnb and DoorDash from this week. Okay, so it's eighty nine hundred and two. <laughs> My guess is somebody else went out of business. Oh, okay. You do not again. know. No, people don't know. And that, by the way, that's one of the absolute horrible things that the fool started twenty five years ago, telling people only buy the stocks in companies that you are familiar with. You know what they do. No, you do not know what they do. I'm sorry, you don't. No. Do you honestly think that all of those people who worked for Enron, which was one of the largest energy companies in the world at the time, or at least appeared to be, they were heavily invested in Enron stock, and they claimed to know what Enron was doing. So apparently they either knew Enron was cheating or they were wrong about knowing. I'll go with the latter. Yeah. You don't know. Stop pretending no. you know things you can't know, and it doesn't impact your patriotism. Your patriotism is not questioned. No one is going to question it if you have half of your portfolio invested in stocks of the rest of the planet. Because bear in mind, those companies are companies you may think. For example... Do you ever have a Nestle Crunch Bar? Are you eating American? Yes. Are you eating furrin? You're I eating furrin. Swiss, right? It's yeah. Swiss. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You drive a General Motors car. You're driving an American car, a furrin one. Furrin. Yeah. They're made. Uh, they're made in Mexico or Canada. You drive a Nissan. What are you driving? An American or foreign car? Uh, made in Tennessee. By the way, here's another thing to consider. A lot of people think, well, I own Microsoft stock, and they send a lot of their products overseas. So I have exposure to overseas. And the reality here is that most of the return from those international stocks comes from economic activity in those countries. It does not come from us selling whatever product to those customers. No. And the reality is, this is the other thing. We talk about this all the time. Having a portfolio split between U.S. and international stocks has saved your derriere. When the U.S. market has performed badly like it did in the 2000s, you need this diversification. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just kidding. You know, the uh, the Weather Channel app now has has the, their long-term forecast, and I can check yeah. to see if there's any chance of me enjoying a white Christmas this year. What are the odds? The results are the same as every other year since I've been in Florida. 0. No 0. 0.00? Yes, zero chance. What of, about of Virginia? What about Virginia? Virginia, it could. You know, it's actually if the, the weather, it, it's going to get rain, and it's going to be like yeah. 35. Yeah, so you're right on the edge. There. You're right on the cusp, but I'm not being. I'm not going to be in Virginia. I'm going to be in Florida. Oh, you're staying there. Yes. Well, I did just read Tom Brady said he'd never go north again, so maybe you shouldn't either. No, I'm going to go to Virginia. I like that. All right. I like. I just right we now we lost though, Dave. So right now in in uh, southwestern Virginia. Oh my gosh, COVID, horrible. Oh, is that right? Hor hor horrible. Oh, 
So depressing. I just don't want to go anywhere. Anywhere. Give me I a think shot. That's smart. Yeah, I'll probably get the shot for my birthday in June. Happy birthday. Ow. Okay. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. If you need some money help, we definitely, definitely want to provide that to you, helping you build a better future, make more money, and uh, you can also send those questions in. Keep more. Absolutely. Uh, And you can send them in to us at uh, TalkingRealMoney.com, too. We even got one. Uh, we got a cup. We got a lot. You want one of those? Sure. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Do you have Do you have something to keep track of? Like write stuff down. Oh, gosh. Yes, I've got something. It's me. I got a pen, of course. Okay. Well, because this has got a lot yeah. of letters in it. All right. Go it's ahead. Got a lot of symbols. Uh, Please. This is the topic is changing from one index fund to another. Mm-hmm. Hi guys, I have a Roth IRA at Schwab. That contains a mix of index funds, large cap, mid cap, small cap, international and emerging markets. That one's an ETF, in parentheses. Most are Schwab funds except the mid cap. When I opened the account, Schwab didn't have a mid cap index fund, so I bought PESPX. Ooh, I better look that one up because I don't know what that is. PESPX. Do you know, know what that fund. is? You don't know that. I don't. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm going to look that up because we got to know to go forward. P-E, what did I say it was? P-E-S-P-X. Thank you for keeping track. I asked you if you had a pen. Oh, it's the Bank of New York Mellon Mid-Cap Index Fund. Okay, all right, now we know where we are. Now Schwab does have a fund, SWMCX, which is much cheaper. Holy cow, is it cheaper? 0.04% to 0.51. Yeah, right. Also, the international fund you guys recommend on your website is cheaper than the one I have, SCINX.87 versus SWISX.06. In addition, both the cheaper funds have higher year-to-date returns. Yeah, they're cheaper. But I don't want to switch just to chase higher returns since there's no guarantee that trend will continue. They're index funds. There is no trend. I'm trying to decide if I should switch the funds, but two things scare me. One is I've always heard... Only invest in funds with at least 10-year track records. Mm. And SWMCX is only a couple years old. The other is that a study showed that the most successful investors... (laughs) You can't even get out the question? (laughs) Come on. The other is that a study showed that the most successful investors are actually dead people. Because they don't care as much, they don't move I their money guess, around, they don't trade a whole I don't. lot, and that the you can hit them with a real low return, and they just like oh nothing. oh oh oh, and that the statistics say that most people get lower than market returns because they mess around and change their investments rather than leaving things alone. Is it like wor- dead people do? That's right. You were right. They don't move things around. Yeah, <laughs> transaction sorry. fees are much lower. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wonder where St. Peter is on all this, because you could check with him when you get there. I am, I am so dead. I just can't move my money. It, it, mm. Is it worth it to change to the other funds to lower my fees, or is it better to stay put? I know asset allocation has more to do with has more to do with success than fees, so I don't know if I want to mess with things if it's not worth it. Oh, okay. Oh, if, it, if it matters, no, it doesn't. The rest of this doesn't matter. Go. All right. So let. Okay. First of all. If you're buying an index mutual fund or exchange traded fund that holds thousands of securities at a low cost, I don't think it matters that it's been around one, three, five, or ten years. I don't think that's relevant. Because the index has a history. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're buying an actively managed fund where there's a new guy, brand new guy came in in shiny suit, then I'm going to show you how to pick Tesla instead of... Yeah. Yeah, what we're doing is we're uh, confusing issues. The advice mm-hmm. that you're quoting is advice that is given to people who are chasing the hot stuff. Yeah. If you're so buying indexes, sh- it all becomes moot. And by the way, generally... We don't set out to own mid-cap stocks. That's a separate discussion, but we generally do not. Because the action, when it comes to stocks, tends to be more on the fringes, the big and the small. That's where more of the ups and downs. But set that aside. If I was just, even if I had a portfolio and I was looking at it and I said, well, this one owns the same assets, basically, and they do it at, man, it was like one-tenth of the cost. Mm-hmm. that's a no-brainer to me. I would simply move that over. You're not chasing returns. Mm-hmm. You're not changing styles, which is something you don't want to do. You're simply holding the same asset class at a much lower cost. And you, the only issue that could possibly exist that does not exist in your case is taxation. Because yeah, you're in a Roth say, IRA. Ira? This is oh, a Roth okay. IRA. Roth. So therefore, taxation yeah. is no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. To me, this is really easy, except I would do, I, I'm with Tom, I would do one minor change. I would find, make sure I had the, the lowest cost large cap index fund, the lowest cost small cap index fund, the lowest cost international index fund, the lowest cost emerging markets index fund or ETF, and I'd skip the mid cap entirely. Now you missed value. You missed value there. She doesn't have value in there, but yes, there should be. As a yeah. matter of fact, I would just, I would make my small cap instead of small cap. I would make my small cap, small cap value. There's been far better returns using that asset class. I think that's great. I think that's, and, and by the way, that would be the same today, tomorrow, next week. That wouldn't change. That's again, you're not making a style change. You're simply nope. saying, I want to, be better diversified, tilt a little more to small and to value, and pay less in expenses. That's good. And there is only one certain way to increase your return. One. Bitcoin? Wrong. Tesla? Wrong again. Airbnb? Wrong for a third time. You're out. You're out. Okay, Okay, that's it. Baseball might come back. Yeah, Yeah, go. Tom Cox disqualified. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time, by the way. <laughs> no, the the one way to to improve your returns. You said the returns on these cheaper funds were higher. They're higher because they're cheaper. That's why the they're returns higher. are higher because you're paying less to others. Exactly. That is it's that is math. one guarantee. That's true. It's yeah, just that's true. Math. And by the way, every act. I love. I still love this argument. Every act. As I just heard it recently too. Every active manager, American funds, for example. They're going to tell you, well, yeah, you're paying us more, but we got really smart people that are buying and selling stocks that'll make you more. Sadly, that no. has not been the case. So. No evidence. None. No evidence. No. Show me the evidence. You know, evidence. Evidence is essential in almost any argument. Not getting political at all, Don. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Call anytime. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. What's our favorite thing to do? Answering questions from you. We love to do that. We do. We like that. 
We do it all the but time. If you're we do it, going we to a do zoo. it for fun. Oh, if that was and not if your a doctor's name, Lou. Rhyme. And the, as long as the answer doesn't smell like pu. Do you like green bills and ham? <laughs> Tom has got it, Sam. I am. I got a lot of ham. That's for yeah, sure. exactly. That's why I went bills. that way. I like it. A lot of ham. Um, want another question? Because we don't have yeah. any. Oh, uh, the me. number, 855-935-TALK. I'll just give Call, you that Call, you're going to talk to us. 855-935-8255. You can also send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Oh, and there's what? Teresa right there. Oh, well, then we won't she do that question. Her hand up. What? You got her? Teresa. Yeah, yeah. all She's right. She's ready to go. Hey, Teresa, welcome to Talking Real Money. Moving to the front of the Hi. line. I have a question. I closed out um, a, a fun, I closed out some stock from an old employer, and then I got something in the mail, and I said, what is this? I closed that out. They said, oh, that's the contribution the agency gave um, after you cashed it in, and it was like $148 or something, but the fee is $150, and that was over a year ago, so we're going to charge that. And I said, I don't think that's fair because I already paid the $150 to close it out a year ago, and I didn't even know about this money. So they said they're investigating it. But what are my rights? I mean, that's not fair to charge me twice. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. So they charged you $150 to close out the account a year ago. A year ago. Okay. And is this a major brokerage or what kind of account was it? No, no, it's just a small it's it's just a small um company in Tacoma, Washington. Well, but this was your employer? This or this was this was a of an investment advisor or a broker? Yeah, this yeah, it's through it was through the agency that I worked for. They they So an employer plan. Okay. And and I'm just yeah. trying to follow so you paid the hundred and fifty a year ago, then they sent right. you one hundred and forty-eight dollars. No, they said that's what's left in my account, and I said, "Well, I said, what is this statement?" It was hard to read, and so I called them. Oh well, you have one hundred and forty-eight dollars left in that. Um, okay. Well, the fee is one hundred and fifty dollars, you... so they're just going to eat it up. Oh, and, I see what you're saying. So to take charger, the, yeah, to take the hundred and forty-eight. Yeah. Oh, 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 let me tell you. Let's 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 talk rights. You don't have many. Trust me on this, you don't. It's not worth getting a lawyer. Most of the regulators are gonna go, eh. What I would do is go to the manager, the 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 head of the uh, company or the head of the, the plan, whoever the trustees of the plan, and say, Okay, here's the deal, guys. We got this extra payment that got kicked in after I liquidated. It is patently unfair. It may be perfectly legal, but it's patently unfair to charge this. Will you please, and you say it nicely, will you please, in this case, make an exception? Well, that's what I asked them. They said they were going to investigate it, but... That's good, but what you know, you, you don't you don't have any special legal rights of which I am aware, because who would? No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't have any rights. You know who writes all these laws? All the securities business. Yeah, all those people. They wrote. It's like arguing with the bank about something. They're going to say, "Well, here's the regulation. We wrote the regulation." So, 
No, I agree with Don. I would go to the, either the head of HR or the head of, depending on the agency, the size of whatever institution, and say, "This, come on, let's be fair about this. This is not right. Do it in a gentle manner to begin with and see where it goes. But I don't think you have any reason to hire a lawyer or do anything like that. And plus, you know, you're going to have a, the, the only regulatory body that might have some say is a, a – a department of consumer affairs or an attorney general and a $150 problem. They're just not likely to touch it because they have so much other stuff on their plate. So that's what I would do. I would just ask nicely and then ask nicely again, and then ask nicely again. And then on the, like the fourth time, yell eight, five, five, three, five. That's good advice. I should, I should take that advice because I always do the yelling first and then ask nicely later. That's thank you, Don. Eight, five, thank five, you for the reminder. Three, five, eight, three, five, five. Give us a call. We got a line open. Two, three, four of them. I don't know. How many, how many lines do we have anyway? It's Tom like and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. We are indeed with you because it's an important part of your life. Hi, I'm Don. That's Tom. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number, and we have a lot of time. We'll try to help you manage money issues of any kind. 855-935-TALK. And, Bill, you're up next. Welcome to the program. Hello, Bill. Hi, thank you very much. Um, I have a question. I bought uh, uh, two ETFs. And I just want to kind of know what I bought and if I should keep it or how I should deal with this, because it's the first time I've ever used or bought any of these. And it's DRV and SRS. Hold on. Looking them up. DRV. Thank you. DRV, the Department of Regular Vehicles. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. What was the other one? S-R-S? S-R-S. SRS. Photo right, share gonna... ultra short. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little chat here. Oh boy. There's we... a nice write up about all this in the journal today, by the way. Yeah, we're gonna have a little chat. Be be prepared for a little chat. Uh you bought the okay. the the direction daily international real estate bear three X ETF. With an you understand what that means. It's the yeah the DRV. Yeah, what is that? Um, no, do you understand yeah, what that the, what yeah, that is? A little bit. It's about maybe the the market okay. for housing going why, down. And why did I'm you buy that? Or yeah. talking to a friend and he was mentioning it, and I thought, well, the housing market is pretty high. It's got to go down eventually. So, and mm -hmm. the prices seem pretty low compared to how it's been over the last uh, year or two. What you are doing right now, Bill, and, and really, I, I, this is so important. You are right now, you are, you are officially gambling. That fund just like, okay. is, yeah, let me just explain to you. That fund, that ETF has been around for a long time. Let me just run some numbers by you. You ready? In 2010, ready. that fund, that fund lost 72%. In 2011, that fund lost 56%. In 2012, 
In 2012, it lost 47%. In 2013, it lost 22 In 2014, it lost 59 In Year to date, it's lost 57%. Setting aside the returns just for a moment, FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulation Authority, Regulatory Authority, has warned that these type of ETFs, quoting now, typically are unsuitable for retail investors who plan to hold them for longer than one trading session. These type that of means products a are day. developed for yeah, these are developed for professional investors who are looking at short term trends and what's going on in particular parts of the market. They're being traded in and out. Honestly, I don't even think this sort of product should be made available. And by the way, this is a product that that I hate to read is being promoted by Robinhood, for example, for people to get in and see I can make a quick dollar. No, this is a way to lose a lot of dollars in a very short period of time. This is not a good product. Oh, no, this is so dangerous. If you want to lose your money, you have made a, a really good bet. Uh, you've done, you're, you're very likely going to lose um, not just a little, but almost everything. Well, I guess I'm up $43, so maybe now just get out and call it good. Bail! <laughs> Bail! And the other thing about these is that they're incredibly expensive to, to boot. They have very high fees. Uh, they are just beyond dangerous. They are They are literally, this would be like you betting on black. Yep, putting a lot of money on black. And, yeah. and that's, the, that's the reason I called as I started reading up, and it said, yes, this is the kind of thing you hold on for a day. And I was like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Um, unsuitable. Yeah, I think it should just say unsuitable for retail investors, period. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is for a, pro, How, a trading pro. By, we know by the way, by the way, this. this is an important question just for everybody listening. How did you buy this? Through what trading platform did you buy this? I have a a, a, a Schwab account. And so I Schwab should have put a warning up. Did Schwab put a warning up? There was, warning you that the. Yep. There was, okay, there was a warning. Yeah, all right. That says you should yep. be a sophisticated, experienced investor. I read the warning from Schwab. Okay. Yeah, Bill. Time to get out. And in the future, no gambling with your hard-earned money. Just use index funds. Be widely diversified and balanced between risk and return. Don't make bets on what you believe. By the way, is going to happen in any part of the market: real estate, stocks. No reason to believe that your bet is going to be any better than the next. And, and, you heard and those remember, returns. remember, what you believe is that is just that. It's not what will happen. It's merely what you believe, and you're as likely to be wrong as be right. You just you can't know. Don't bet eight five five unless it's just for fun and you're trying to get free drinks. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. Give us a call, and we'll try to make life a little bit simpler. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK. I have one more quick little message about the, uh, the, the short funds. Not short as in short term, but short as in they're betting against the market funds like these real estate Thank funds. Thank you. They're betting against the price of a security. They're right. Betting they're betting against down. real estate. The, and they're doing it with leverage. Right. Now, the, <laughs> get, I'm re, we talk about average annual returns a lot on the show. For example, we might say the stock market had an average annual return of 9 plus percent per year over the past 90 years. We, we might say that. 
what what has been the 10-year average annual return of these real estate negative bet funds? Betting I, against the rising prices in real estate. I have never seen a number this big in an average annual negative return. Over 10 years, a negative 41, almost 40, well, 40% per year. And by the way, the people running those funds will say yes. <laughs> yes. And they, no, but they'll say yes because the people that own them should be traders, people that are moving it. They're not just buying it and right. holding it for a decade. They'll, they'll admit that. Right. And that's another reason for you not to own that product, period. Mm. Period. Okay. 855-935-TALK is the number to call. To uh, and, and do me a favor. Before you buy this kind of stuff, just call, just call quick or send us a note. Sue, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me? We can. Thanks. Yes. You. Oh, hi. Um, I have a couple of questions about my 401k. Okay. Uh, I'm 63 years old. I have around, last time I looked, 450000 in my 401k. Um, I have two daughters, 26 and 32. Um, my question is, uh, if I die, what will happen to my 401k? They are my beneficiaries, but um, I'm just wondering about how it's going to be distributed in the timeline. Well, it kind of goes it like this in an employee. Earn interest. Yeah. Uh, can, well, it can stay there for a short period of time, yes, but it will... Your daughters will be notified. Hopefully, they're aware of your passing anyway. But then they would have to open an account for that money to go into. And then that it would be theirs to use as they wish and pay tax on it. So the, it, this is a this is not an untypical scenario for a employee retirement or employee sponsored plan. Does, yeah, so they're going to they're get it pretty much right away. It it takes a little while, a few, but not I mean, a long but, yeah. time. Uh, uh, what what will j typically happen is your daughters or the executor of the estate will go through your assets and get copies, certified copies of your death certificate, present them to those custodians, and those custodians will then distribute the assets to your daughters. And that would be automatic, by the way, in an employee retirement plan, or an IRA for that matter. It would not necessarily go through probate. No, or no, no, like but that. they would, would still have to directly. have a death certificate. Just to, yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's all. Oh, it will. And it by the way, there's another. Did I hear? Um, did you say it will not go through probate? No, it will, it will not, not go these through go, probate. Yeah, these assets go directly. And by the way, if you are you still working there? Yeah, I'm still working at same company okay. for almost forty years. I don't plan Good to retire. Um, but just okay. wondering if I did retire today for whatever reason, if I quit. What will happen to, uh, to my 401k? Do I keep it there? You can. You could. You can. But, I mean, again, uh, one reason you might not want to is for the reason you just mentioned. It is far easier for the assets to be moved from an IRA to an inherited IRA than it is from an employee-sponsored plan to an inherited IRA. So that might be a reason when you do retire, and I hope you do at some point, to roll that out into an individual retirement account rather than having it still in the employee sponsored employer sponsored plan. What is the drawback for leaving it at my employer? 
plan. It's just a three. It's a it's a multi step process. It just it's just slightly more complicated to go from the four hundred one to the IRA to the inherited IRA. Just another step. Whereas if you have it in an IRA, let's say with Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard or whoever it might be, you pass your assets immediately or almost immediately go into the inherited IRA in the names of your daughters. Uh, okay. Uh, and with an inherited IRA, they have 10 years to take the money out before they have to pay taxes. Good point. 10 years. Under the new rules. The 10 years they have to withdraw, and they have to withdraw the money out and pay tax on it. They don't have to spend it, but they have to take it out of that account and pay tax. That's the part that the, but they get 10 years the government to do it. cares about. Okay, so the penalty or the tax won't be so great. It'll be it can be dragged out, out over a long time, and they can do some tax planning to determine the most opportune time to pay that. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's All right. good information. All right. Can I ask Thank you, one Sue. more question? Sure, absolutely. Um, if I want to give my daughters some money now, pull out from my retirement account without penalty, how how is that? How is it done? Well, it. At your age, at 62, I couldn't Three, hear you, 62 63. or 63, 63, you can, you, you take the money out that depends now on the plan. Your plan may or may not allow you to take money out while you're still working there. Most plans at age 63 will allow that. Mm -hmm. There's no penalty. You're going to have to pay, though, the, tax. the income tax on that. They're going to probably withhold 20% of whatever you decide to take out. You're paying the tax. You hand it to them. They can do whatever they like. Right, and there's no tax to your children. Uh, 20% right. tax you would have me? to pay your tax. You would have to pay oh, your whatever generally. your income tax oh, rate see. is. You but would have to pay they taxes. Will withhold. Because it's yep, because remember the money went into your 401k pre-tax. So when it comes out, the IRS says, "Well, we gave you a deal. It's been sitting there growing tax deferred. You didn't pay any taxes initially. Now you got to pay taxes at your income rate." So you will, but somebody's going to pay the taxes someday anyway. So it really doesn't matter when they get paid. And thank you again for calling, Sue. We really appreciate it. Um, Gee, you're G. next. Gee. Oh, Gee. 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 Get that right. Hi, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, hey. correct. Yeah, Good. how you doing? What? Good. What can we do for you today? Uh, got a little complex question to ask. Um, I recently went to a, uh, went from a transition between uh, uh, a public company, I mean, uh, a non-profit to a, a, a state employer, and okay. uh, the 401k that I hold is with Fidelity as a bookkeeper. Uh, within that uh, uh, 401k, I did also open a brokerage link account and hold a couple of positions uh, of stock. Um now, and here's the issue. Gee, we only have one minute, so we're going to have to go really fast. Okay. Yes, yes. So, uh, I mean, the, the, they cast me out before the date that they actually uh, announced that, you know, if you don't do anything to your account, um, then then uh, we're going to cast you out. But, you know, they cast me out four days before that. Is that something that I can take it up and try to fight for it? Because the position I hold back then... Has uh, appreciate quite a bit since then. Pro 
Probably not, but certainly you should go back to a supervisor there at Fidelity and see what the reasoning was or who caused that to happen, whether it was your company or them, and take it up with them. But my guess is probably little or nothing you can do. It's just a lump that we take in life. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. In addition to calling us anytime at 855-935-TALK, you can call 24-7. We'll answer your questions on the podcast. If you have a more complex, convoluted issue or you need to get started on your plan for the future and the future of your investments, make an appointment to meet with one of our advisors. It's free, no obligation, no sales pitch. Just go to vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, knowing can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com. For more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.